Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, um, this is part two of my absolutely adorable chat with the absolutely adorable Cat Burns. I uh, think you need to listen to part one if you haven't, and if you have, well, here it is. Would you say that you came out on TikTok, or would you say that you sort of discovered your sexuality via TikTok? Um, both. I, I discovered it through TikTok. I had an event that I went to, I think, November 2019, with another queer artist called Abisha, and I we were talking and talking about something. And I remember, I think I had a few drinks and I said, "Ah, sometimes I have gay thoughts, but I'm not gay. And then (laughs) she was like, it's okay if you are, you know? And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm not. And I remember waking up the next day being like, what? Why did I just say that? What does this, why did I just say that? And then I kind of didn't, I kind of brushed it under the carpet and put it to the back of my head. Um, And I think lockdown for a lot of people was that what was a moment where we were all forced to be with ourselves and to really look mm. inwards and I think that's why so many people a, a, a lot of people came out during lockdown I think because of that exact reason and I think I joined TikTok and the algorithm just sort of started to pick up things that I was liking and then eventually sort of started to share videos of like oh if you're watching this you're probably gay and I was just like wait what and <laughs> the comments and I think there were so many people also figuring themselves out as well Mm. and I think that was how I realized ah I'm I'm not straight and this makes a lot of sense to me now I'm coming to this epiphany uh and Mm. then I from there I just kind of came out to my family and then it just was a, a really freeing thing for me because I was just like this makes so much sense I never enjoyed dating men I didn't like dating men at all it was this compulsive heterosexuality that I had ingrained in me that it was like this is what I'm supposed to this is how I'm supposed to be this is what I'm supposed to do and then I had to then kind of grapple with what that meant for myself because so much of a woman's identity is attached to whether or not a man finds you attractive or that's what we're told anyway Mm. we're told that whether a man finds you attractive or whether you're likable to a man whatever is is your validity as a woman and Mm. so I kind of had to do a deep dive in myself of like who am I what am I a woman 
and it was like this whole gender crisis as well because I was like well if I don't like men then what does what does that mean and then I can I think I read this document called Am I a Lesbian it's like a 38 page document that kind of dissects compulsive heterosexuality and I was like ah yeah okay this makes this makes a lot of sense um because I think I I really struggled with like and I think there's a lot of now women loving women or maybe lesbians who initially thought or believed that they were bisexual and then mm-hmm. through actually I think especially reading that documentary and just understanding themselves a bit more it was kind of like oh actually I, I, I'm not and then there are and then there's some people that believe and and really do think they are a lesbian and then they're like do you know what actually I am attracted to men and I am going to just have to accept that within myself so it's this kind of ebbs and flows kind of thing it's it's such a spectrum isn't it yeah. and also like we're all programmed to function for the male gaze Mm -hmm. the heterosexual male gaze and then when you start to realize parts about things about yourself you question like oh is that because I've been socialized like this or do I actually believe it and I wonder for you as well because I know that you've talked a bit about dressing more masculine and then occupying a more masculine side of yourself and then a less masculine side of yourself and I can I can get how you then sort of had like a whole gender, you know, implosion, because it's like, am I doing that because I'm not the gender I think I am? Or, you know, all those questions that I definitely had as well, because I was like, I, you know, cut a long story short, I just think gender is a construct. And I've always felt that. And I've never had the words and I just do. And I think it's also bits of a construct that I actually really like adhering to Mm -hmm. now. And then there's bits I really don't. And I, and I, I can't, Unfortunately, can't say I'm consistent about it, but there's moments when I do and there's moments when I don't. But I don't know. I think growing up, it used to really mess with my head. And now I'm kind of like, just feel true to yourself in the moment. But I, yeah, I, I wonder if that was part of it for you as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I also agree that that gender is a construct. And I think that it's a validating construct for a lot of people. I think when you look at history, I think the reasons why a lot of us kind of grapple with our gender when we are not straight is because gender and sexuality are so have been so heavily linked throughout history. Um, it's like, well, mm. if you're a man, you must like a woman. If you're a woman, you must like a man. And that is and, and that's been put on men and women as, you know, your sole purpose on life sometimes. So mm. I think that that link or it feels like there's a link when really they're two separate things and they're completely completely different and I so I think for me I think it was it was definitely the same when I was kind of deconstructing or thinking of what my idea of femininity and womanhood was I realized that gender is a construct because a black woman's womanhood is very different to a white woman's womanhood and I think that's why there are a lot of black non-binary people who will still heavily identify with being a black woman because that's an experience that is only shared within black within black women and um throughout history black women weren't even seen as women they weren't acknowledged as as women and think for me that was something that I struggled I was like well I'm still being I'm being heavily masculinized whenever I post things on social media I'm always being called a man and that was something that I had to really grapple with and that was didn't help with like when I was unpacking my gender Mm. I was like but why am I viewed in this way? And once I started to read articles on that, and I've been reading this book by Bell Hooks called Black Women and Feminism, it's really opened my eyes to to what that is. And I think when I was growing up, I definitely, because of how society 
kind of made us all feel as young girls that our validity is based on if men are attracted to you. I dressed for that. I dressed for the male gaze. So I was a very, I went to the very hyper femme side. When I was younger, I was very tomboy, very baggy clothes. Didn't want anybody to see me. Didn't want to be sexualized in any way at all. And then once I became mm. a teenager, I went the other other way where I was super hyper, hyper femme in how I presented myself. And I never felt comfortable in dressing that way. And then as I got older, um, and came out, coming out really helped me unpack how I wanted to present myself to the world, how I wanted to look, what made me feel the most comfortable. And I think it ebbs and flows in your style and you evolve. But I think I've always been a lover of a, of a finding for me, my perfect mix of masculine and feminine and mm. and honing in on on both sides of me and both energies that I possess, basically. And I'm very aware that you're having to work all of this out on a public stage mm -hmm. <laughs> while having to shift records. Yeah. <laughs> Which I imagine is really, really hard. Yeah, it's hard, but I think I've done a kind of good job at remaining private, yet still vulnerable with my with my audience and my fan base. I think I've never been somebody to be an oversharer online just because I've just never really been that way inclined. I've not ever had a problem or a crisis and I've thought to pick up my phone and, and tweet about it or post about it. It's always been a, I need to handle this internally. And then maybe next week or a couple of weeks from now or in mm. a couple of months, I can share that I went through this, but I'm not a person. <laughs> or to, it'll be on Spotify. Or it'll be on Spotify, <laughs> but I'm not someone to share in the moment because I'm still trying to identify and work out what it is I'm feeling so luckily it doesn't cause me too much stress wow yeah private yet vulnerable is an amazing way to think about it and you know things that black women queer black women queer black women in music are experiencing and you sharing that is so nutritious for them. And that's what life's about, I think. But also for you, I imagine. Yeah, it's been very freeing and it's been nice to to speak about my experience and be messaged by other kind of black queer neurodivergent women who have shared very similar experiences to me. But I'm always conscious of making sure that my vulnerability is is shared in a like shared in a way of like this is just my personal story and I don't want to be nor do I need to be put on a pedestal of representation because I'm very conscious that I tick a lot of boxes when it comes to diversity inclusion and now being neurodivergent that's another one on the list so it's like a, <laughs> I think I'm very conscious of of always spreading my message that I I just want to open doors and I just want people to I want other black queer women, black women to be able to just come into the industry um, and be successful in whatever genre it is that they want to do and not feel mm. as many doors stopping them. So I'm just kind of having to break down some of those doors to help. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Being a, a black woman with a guitar, even, is perhaps something that I think you came up against a bit of resistance surprise yeah I mean I think the industry and generally in life people like to compare people like to have someone that they can compare you to Mm. and I still to this day I'm not sure why maybe it's comfort maybe it's just feeling like okay this she reminds me of this person so I'm gonna okay I know Mm. what I'm getting and I think it's difficult because there aren't many to compare me to so I think especially with companies and labels before I had grown a following they Mm. didn't really have anyone to go off and they didn't really have a blueprint that was already kind of laid out that they could use and before Mm. I had grown the following and proved that there was a demand for a black artist doing a different genre they were kind of like yeah like what, what you're doing is good but you know not really too sure on how to get you there and it was kind of a lot of rejection until I was like well I'm just going to do it myself and amassed the following and then kind of went back well then the label was then called and were like hey oh my gosh you were right and I was like yes I was Um, (laughs) and now we're here yes I was and my prices just went yeah (laughs) I was like well yes I was and um and I think that's that's opened their eyes more as well. And who did they compare you to, if anyone? The the easiest comparisons people do be Tracy Chapman, Joan Armitage Traden, and sometimes India Ari. But mm. usually Tracy Chapman would be the, the main one, which is a compliment to me because I love Tracy Chapman. But I think comparing somebody, it, it, you have to really think, I think you have to really look logically I had met other label head who had said oh yeah like you've you give me like an Ed Sheeran vibe a, a very this vibe a very mm. this vibe and I said oh I like comparisons when it's not just racialized <laughs> yeah. because I love Tracy Chapman but we don't make the same type of music it's not it's not the same I don't think it's a comparison that is if if I was going into the label and I presented my music it, it's very different it is guitar led mm. but it's it's a different type of guitar led and I think when I was met with people who were like yeah no you, you give me like an Ed Sheeran vibe you give me a this vibe a vibe that was like yeah this is that's the vibe I'm going for and it doesn't have anything to do with race mm. that was when I yeah. I felt more comfortable signing with the label that I did because they were just like yeah this is like yeah we get it that's great and that was helpful yeah and do you feel like you've created a little seam now where people might be in meetings saying there's a Cat Burns vibe about this person and would you be pleased about that I don't know yet. I think I'm, I still view myself as a very small artist and people find it hard to believe when I say that, but I... I do. I, I think I just see myself as still very much at the beginning of my career. So I think I'm a very realistic person when it comes to my career. Um, mm. 
where I'm like, okay, that did really well, but I noticed the crowd got a bit more hyped for the last three songs, which are the most known songs. So the next step is to get them loving the, these last three songs the same way that, do you know what I mean? And I, I have a very like, okay, I want to m- solve this problem because I don't want to sing on stage for an hour where the crowd is only hyped for the last 15 minutes. That's not fun for me either. So how do I yeah. how do I do this? You're 23, right? It's like yeah. chapters and, and what there'll be more chapters and that's so exciting and you've got the rest of your life ahead of you and you can go I imagine it's exciting for you to sort of playing those huge crowds and and having a relationship with a crowd and working them and working out what works that's a whole different art form compared to writing a song in your bedroom and they're all different different parts of a whole absolutely and that's what I'm in the process of learning is how do I want how do I want my performance style to be how do I want to connect with the crowd and how do I want to build off that Um, because I think if you see an artist like Harry Styles when he left One Direction the first two albums or maybe maybe the first album he put out he was a different performer he was way more coy he was a bit more shy um, um, he was more into insular and I think I watched an interview where he had said or somebody close to him had said he for his next album or the album after he went in with a with a movement director and was like I want to really improve my stage present great because putting on a show is, yeah, it's very different from making a song in your bedroom, putting on a show and having people feel entertained is another level of being a performer that I definitely take seriously because I mirror the energy given to me. And that's something I have to work on because sometimes there are crowds that are more mellow and I still have to learn mm. how to give the same energy. But I am very much a mirror. If you're mellow, I'm going to be mellow. If you're hyped, I'll be hyped. So yes. I'm very much in a mindset of like, how do I continue to engage the crowd when I'm performing well that's because you're human because you post I remember you posting this really funny video of you supporting can't remember who it was but there was one person in the crowd who looked a bit bored yeah your performance yeah like these are the realities of being a support act because being the support act is the hardest thing because when you're playing I know most people know this but just why not explain you know when you're playing people are arriving and they're like trying to get a drink from the bar and eating popcorn and like who is this and that you've got to bring them round because they came to see Ed Sheeran or Sam Smith or, you know, whichever intergalactic superstar you're supporting next. Yeah, I see supporting as very similar to busking. It's you're performing to people Mm. who didn't necessarily ask to hear you. And with busking, you're also asking for money on top of that. But with supporting, you're asking for their support your 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 job or your role in that moment is to get one more fan that you didn't have before on board with you and wanting to support you and I'm definitely very lucky that I had a following when I was supporting all of all of those artists because there were a few people that would come to see me and I think that helped engage other people who didn't know who I was because if they were Mm. sat next to somebody who knew the lyrics to my songs then they'd be like oh who's this and I noticed there were times where people didn't even realize it was my song that they had listened to all the wow. time so when people pleaser came on and the first line starts and people are like <laughs> oh wait I know this song oh my gosh this is the same girl <laughs> um or even go or, or or live more and love more like all of these songs that kind of took up a life of their own online sometimes people don't know you're the face to the song so true it is music is so fragmented now that like half the time I don't know who is singing what you know and that's why Shazam thinks the whole time because I'm like who is this yeah I always find it so weird when I Shazam something and it's had like 500 Shazams and I'm like surely not like I can't be the only person who likes this song yeah me and 500 other people um or I won't know a song and it's had like four million Shazams and I'm like how do I not know that song yeah 
It's so funny. Kat, we got to finish. This has been such a beautiful conversation. It has. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. Just quickly before we finish, what's next in your life? What's next in your day? What's next in my life, career-wise, is just getting the album stuff all together, filming everything for it, developing the world it's going to live in, uh, which is really exciting. Personal life just hobbies I've just started started doing some more hobbies and enjoying other things oh, nice what like well I love filmmaking I love I love oh, cool. everything to do with films and tv and later on in my life that's definitely something that I want to kind of go into so I've just been doing a lot really of courses. that's yeah that's so cool yeah there's I've been doing a lot of courses on just cameras and editing and just focusing on my little youtube channel that I'm just making little vlogs on to get to understand how it all works um and then next in my day what am I doing for the rest of the day the same thing just watching some some courses and writing nice. it down learning oh, wonderful well listen please keep in touch please keep in touch about your filmmaking if there's anything I can do to help absolutely I would love to see a film made by you I think it would be incredible because filmmaking is about vulnerability and honesty that's all it's about yeah it's just uh, you know it's quite hard getting there. Yes. <laughs> As in getting to the vulnerability, not getting to the career. But, you know, like, um, and it's, yeah, it's amazing. So, oh, well, listen, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And thank you so much for your time. Thank You've been you. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm calling this my second therapy session of the day. Okay. That's a good, that's a good plan. <laughs> Okay, that is the end of a wonderful chat with Cat Burns. Let us know what you thought of that. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram. I thoroughly recommend her music if you haven't heard it. And uh, yeah, listen to the album. And look at her live videos as well, like acoustic videos that she does, they're amazing. Um, okay, everyone, bye for now. Thanks for listening. You would say, keep it on the go. Nobody needs to know. They might not see you the same But I'm too far gone I know what I want I know just who I am See now I'm free catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Powered by Spirit Studios.